Welcome to the Nature Reliance Podcast, where we explore the history and practical experience of the great outdoors and discover new ways to connect with nature. I'm Craig Cottle, your guide through the fascinating world of natural living and survival skills through experiential education and interviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nature Reliance School Online Membership, an immersive online learning experience designed for outdoor enthusiasts just like you. Are you passionate about the outdoors? Do you crave more knowledge about disaster readiness, wilderness survival, bushcraft, tracking, and nature awareness? If so, the Nature Reliance School online membership is your gateway to a community of like-minded individuals, all dedicated to learning and sharing essential outdoor skills. With the Nature Reliance School online membership, you get exclusive access to a wealth of resources, including expert-led tutorials, interactive webinars, and a library of engaging courses, downloadable books, and documents. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced outdoorsman, there's always something new to learn. So don't wait. Click on the link below to join the Nature Reliance School online membership today. Embrace the wilderness, enhance your skills, and become part of a community that values nature as much as you do. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome into another episode of the Nature Reliance Media Podcast. I'm your host today, Mr. Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School. Got some really interesting things to share with you today. I recently made a video that we shared on our YouTube channel, and in that video, I was out for what I call the woods walks. I've mentioned this before in our podcast, but at the end of nearly every class, I'll spend, sometimes depending on the class, I'll spend an hour, maybe two hours, sometimes just 15 minutes, right? Taking a woods walk and just sharing what comes across my mind with the students in class. And quite frankly, it's pretty regular that other students in class and other teachers that are with me will be sharing things as well, just as a means for us to pick up and learn as much as we can about the natural world. I've transferred some of that thought process, some of that energy into these woods walks that we're doing videos on. So check them out. You'll find them on our YouTube channel, on Facebook. But the best way to keep up with most all things Nature Reliance School is to get in on our newsletter. So go to the homepage of naturereliance.org and you'll get a weekly newsletter from us, usually on Mondays, unless something crazy is going on. That way you can be updated on the woods walks, which typically have a ton of information in them. Some of them simplistic, some of them really in-depth. And that's what brings me here today for the podcast, is on this recent woods walk, I talked about some things as they relate to, for lack of a better way of saying it, how we can utilize nature to guide us. I was referencing how it can guide us as, as it relates to direction finding, weather forecasting, and a couple other just bits of woods walk wisdom, if you will, that nature can tell us. And what I thought I would do is go ahead and in a general sense, share some of these things today. And as always, my intent is to get you outside discovering these things for yourself. And I just want to be the guy that kind of points you in a direction and you look that direction and you go discover it for yourself. What I'll be going over today is more than anything direction finding as it relates to the natural world. Typically, this topic is lumped into 
a category called natural navigation. The first time I heard that term was the title of a book by Tristan Gooley, and I highly recommend Tristan's books. I've spoke to him often as it relates to natural navigation. He's from London, England, and so his take and his sharing of knowledge is, quite frankly, all over the world, but a lot of it's based in in England. And so we've shared some things back and forth on natural navigation as it relates to what it is that we see out there. But what I wanted to look at today is, number one, the sun and how it affects trees. Number two, the wind and what you can gain from that. And number three, I want to take a look at flowers. I guess that would be the best way of saying it is is there's misconceptions and myths out there, if you will, on the topic of natural navigation and how it relates to what it is we're seeing. The biggest and the first more first that we should probably just knock in the head and get out of the way right now is that moss always grows on the north side of trees. But that does it, and that's totally wrong. Let me be clear, that's totally wrong. But let me give you some insight into why that came about, and it might give us a good foundation, if you will, of how we're going to be moved forward on this subject today at the least. And we've had so much interest in this topic, I'll probably do be I'll probably be doing more of these. So hang loose with me and uh, you'll get some more of this information as we move forward. The thing about the sun is one of the primary items that provides what particularly herbaceous plants, green stem plants, if you will, what they need to live and thrive in any environment. Some plants don't like a lot of direct sunlight. Other plants really like direct sunlight. That's the first thing that we need to know. Moss is one of those things that does not like direct sunlight. They are what a forester might refer to as a shade-tolerant species of, of there's trees, there's plants, there's flowers, a shade-tolerant species of a plant. Now, the reason why that's important is because if you have a solitary tree in the middle of a wide open field. There's only one tree there. That tree is going to be catching a lot more sunlight on the southern side of that tree for us in the northern hemisphere. Therefore, it's going to get plenty of sunlight. Now, remember from before, moss is a shade tolerant species, so it's primarily going to be on which side of the tree? Well, the north side of the tree. That's where this misconception, this myth that that moss always grows on the north side of trees it has some fundamental understanding in truth, okay? But there's very few trees that are not affected by other things around them, typically trees, particularly in a forested environment. Therefore, moss could grow on north, south, east, or west, depending upon what part of that tree has shaded sections on it. If you have a mountainside that is completely shaded by another taller mountainside, then you might have moss growing on every side of tree there. Therefore, that's not the greatest thing to go about utilizing as natural navigation. Again, possibly so with a tree that's out in the middle of a wood. The other thing that comes up is that trees will have thicker rings on the southern facing side of that tree simply because it gets more sunlight. And that is partially true. And when I say partially, what I mean by that is that there's a whole lot of things that go into uh, tree ring growth. One is sunlight. Another one is nutrition. Another one is stress. If a tree is on the side of a hill that has a you know 80 degree angle on it, 
then it's going to be stressed just growing there. And so the tree rings will grow such that it will give it enough support to continue to grow there. It would not have anything to do with where the sun is for the most part in that particular situation because the most important factor of that tree continuing to grow is its ability to hang on to that hillside. Therefore, if you come across a stump in the middle of a wooded area, you've got to take that into consideration. Again, a tree in the middle of a wide open field that has a flat surface on it and the tree's growing in the middle of that flat surface, maybe, maybe. But definitely, you want to consider the sunlight as it relates to branches. Think about this. A tree is going to be what we refer to as heavy on the southern side of the tree simply because there is more sunlight there. Typically. This is one of those things that there's a lot of randomness and there is a lot of factors. Again, nutrition, stress, sunlight, uh, prevailing winds, and any number of things that happen to a tree and determine those branches. But more often than not, a tree that is open and has sunlight only based upon what it gets shadowed and what it gets direct sunlight from based upon where it sits is probably going to have more branches on the southern-facing side of that tree than on the north-facing side. Now, considering I mentioned the wind, let's think about wind effects as it relates to natural navigation. Wind is going to push items, whether it's leaves, snow, dirt, sand, whatever it pushes about in a forest, it's going to push it up against whatever it comes in contact with. If that is a tree, if that is a rock, if that is a root, if that is just a small section of earth that is upturned because of uh, some sort of disturbance, whatever gets pushed around by the wind will push up against that and then it'll start to stack up. And let's use the example of a tree. If you've got a lot of leaves blowing about in a forest and when they run into a tree, then they'll stack up on that side of the tree. And if you have a forest that has prevailing winds where there's a steady direction that wind comes from, then you'll find leaves piled up on the same side of many, many trees in a forested area and that'll give you an indicator of prevailing wind direction. If you think about it going into the area, if you know the prevailing wind direction going into a forested area and you can see that, you don't need a compass to be able to tell you where the prevailing winds are coming from. You can just see the things that are stacked up against the trees. That's the windward side of the tree. The lee side of the tree is basically the downstream side of where the wind hits on a tree. So directly opposite of the windward side is the lee side of the tree. There will not be as much wind there. And so you'll often find thicker piles of leaves on the windward side of a tree. Again, with prevailing winds, that'll give you an indicator of where wind might come in. And therefore, let's think about it from a survival bushcraft perspective. If you know where the wind's going to be coming from just by observing the ground and the leaves or the dirt or the sand or the snow that's piled up, then that'll give you a good indicator of where you should you should set up your shelter to avoid getting too much wind directly in your face if that's what you're wanting to avoid. Now the next one, and this is a really big misconception, and I think it comes about due to sunflowers, and that is that flowers will always face the sun as it arcs across the sky, and that's just absolutely not true at all. Flowers are so small, they'll get plenty of sunlight no matter where they're facing. Now, here's what sunflowers do actually do. They will be facing due east early in the morning 
and they will start to track along with the sun as it arcs through the sky, but that usually stops about midday. Around midday, they've gotten the nourishment they need from the sun, and they'll usually stop, and they'll start to turn back towards the east, ready for the sun on the next day. Now, there is one flower out there that exists in a forested environment that almost always faces the sun. The flowered openings face the sun and track throughout the entire day, and that is flocks. If you can find flocks and you know what time of day it is, then you can get a very, and again, this is all very general, you all, you can get a very general sense of direction. So think about it. The sun, for us in the northern hemisphere, is going to be in the direct southern sky at midday. And at midday, your flocks is going to be facing that direction. So if you know it's midday, you know the sun is high in the sky at its most highest point at midday, then that flocks is going to be pointing that direction. So you have the sun as an indicator, you have flocks as an indicator, and you have, again, a very general sense of where south might be in that particular setting where you find yourself. So again, this has been a continuation of some more digestible content. Trying to keep these around the, started out with eight minutes, now I'm up to about 12. You know, I'm going to keep them under 15 minutes. I'm not going to go any farther than that. Just to make some more digestible content, make it easier for us to get it out. It's difficult. Tracy and I both have lots of stuff that we do. And the podcast, we want to make sure that we're getting content out on a readily and more consistent basis. So we're going to be doing some of the more shorter podcasts. Here's how you can support the podcast. We really appreciate you doing it. The freest and easiest way to do that is to get in the newsletter. So jump in the newsletter. You can do that on the homepage of naturereliance.org. We'll provide a link for that here on Buzzsprout as well, uh, where you find the podcast. So check out the description below so you can find a bit.ly link for the podcast leading directly back to the newsletter. And that way you can get in on it. Basically what we do is we send an email about once a week. You usually have a short blog piece, if you will, that's only for newsletter recipients. Then we have a video that we share. Then we usually have some information about the podcast. And then we always have a super cool deal on something each week. Sometimes we give stuff away for free. Sometimes we give stuff at insane discounts. So yeah, you want to get in on that. So that's the best way you can help us out by supporting the podcast is get on the newsletter. Uh, We've got some more options that will be coming your way real soon because we're going to be expanding the scope of what it is that we do with our audio content. As always with Nature Line School, come on, join in. Let's learn together. That wraps up another fantastic episode of the Nature Reliance podcast. I hope today's journey has inspired you to explore and connect with the natural world in new and exciting ways. Before I say goodbye, remember to check out the Nature Reliance School online membership. If today's episode sparked your interest in wilderness skills and outdoor adventures, this online community is the perfect place for you to start or continue your journey. You can currently sign up for a year for only $99 and get two months for free. 
Click the link below to discover a world of expert-led courses, engaging content, and a vibrant community eager to share their knowledge and experiences. Whether you're starting your outdoor journey or looking to deepen your existing skills, the Nature Reliance School online membership is here to guide you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe for more adventures and share this podcast with your fellow nature enthusiasts. Until next time, come on, join in. Let's learn together.